Hi guys, this is Will Brown and you're listening to The Podium. This is The Podium where we celebrate the best in the world of motorsport and we're joined now with one of the up-and-coming stars of Australian motorsport. He's already had success winning championships in a number of Australian categories. It is, of course, Will Brown. Will, thanks so much for joining us on The Podium. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Now, Will, as we documented there, you've competed in a few Australian championships. Something that you've been doing recently has been the E-Series events, these virtual virtual racing events. Talk about how these are. Yeah, some of them you love and some of them you hate. It's typical motorsport. You have your good and your bad days. So, um, no, some of them you have, have excellent racing. The, the supercars one I did that week, filling for Dave, was awesome. Uh, did a lot of practice. Um, the racing was quite clean. Obviously, there's always a few crashes, but you generally get back to the pits and all that, and everyone's quite respectful for each other. So really been enjoying doing all that. So we've had all this stuff going on with the corona crisis. What have you been doing in the downtime? You've had a few E-Series events. How much time are you spending in a sim, and what else have you been doing? Yeah, it depends what, I, what I'm doing and what week I'm racing uh, different categories. If I'm racing the, uh, the VO supercar race like I did, I'll be doing you know like seven, eight hours a day on the simulator. Uh, but apart from that, uh, I've just been working full-time six days a week. Uh, I haven't obviously raced in the supercar one, so I just uh, jump on when I get home from work and spend a few hours each night doing um, you know, as much as I can. And it's not just you know cars that you like to get behind the wheel of and steer. You also like to fly aeroplanes. Yeah, I think uh, I'm doing a lot more piloting right now than I am driving cars. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying flying. I've had my pilot's license for... Uh, it might be, you know, 10 months right now. So uh, I flew to Bathurst last year. That was when I first got it. And, um, yeah, I'm doing a lot right now. We have kayaks up here, so we travel around to pick up cars and that. So I've been using it a lot for, for that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, you know, we've got all these virtual games going on now. As a kid, were you doing much of the virtual stuff? Were you playing, like, video games as a kid, supercar games? And what were you doing in terms of your motorsport passion as a kid? Yeah, generally, when I, when I was a young kid, um, I was just motocross, um, a bit of water skiing, uh, all of that sort of stuff. That was really, you know, what what I did um, when I was young. Oh, rugby as well. Rugby was a massive one up until probably high school. I, I, was, a, I was a bit weird compared to a lot of the other drivers. A lot of them, their parents got them into it when they were seven or something like that. I, I only got into a go-kart when I was 13. Um, and then I think I only watched my first Bathurst 1000 properly when I was like 15 years old, which not many people can believe. So it was one of those things that I sort of jumped into go-karts. I thought, you know, this is fun. I, I love doing it. Um, and then I thought, oh, geez, you know, I'm not going too bad here. I'll start looking at other things like Formula Ford. So just progress through there. You never really think, you know, when you're that young that you're good enough to be, you know, Jamie Wincup or anything like that, being supercars. So, you know, I started watching the supercars and enjoying that. And, um, yeah, so... Like I say, I was a bit of a yeah, a bit late to the late to the game watching it all when I was a bit older, but uh, really enjoying it. Do you have a favourite driver? The funny thing is, is that the only really one I remember is I used to watch this all, and I actually like Jamie Wincup. I met him at uh, he probably doesn't remember it actually. I met him when I was probably about fifteen at Mick Dillon's place when we were testing go karts with Jack Dillon. I used to travel around with them a fair bit, so. Uh, I met Jamie there, and he, he was a really good bloke and nice. And um, the other one I remember is, is Dave Reynolds. He's probably in that – it's weird because I'm drawing for him now, but um, he's probably in that funny stage where he's throwing pot plants off the balconies and all that. <laughs> I was watching him Homebush. It must have been Homebush 2016. 
and I was hoping he got third. And I think that was the time he he dropped the bottle off on uh, the Triple Eight uh, bonnet. They did something funny, and I was like, "Yeah, that guy's a bit of a legend." So I was always on for a bit of a joke. So I enjoyed watching him ever since then. There you go. Let, let's go back a sec. You, you talk about yeah, you're meeting Jamie Winkup. So with Mick Doohan and Young Jack Doohan, who of course is going to be doing some A series stuff as well. Talk about that. Talk about the relationship with Jack Doohan. Yeah, so me and Jack, uh, I was, I was like I say, I got in when I was 13. I got up to grips with go-karts quite good. I think I was one by the time I was 15, two state titles or something like that. So um, we had quite good motors and equipment. And, um, yeah, we just uh, were travelling around a fair bit with Nick. Did a trip down to Lithgow in his helicopter and, and in the planes and that. We're travelling around and they invited us down to their house, obviously, for, uh, you know, a bit of a fun day of uh, go-karting and all that. And we got along with them quite well. So went down there and I think Mick Dillon was there. I think maybe even Russell Ingle was there. There was a few guys there. Um, I was probably still at that age. I wasn't exactly sure who they was, who they were. Like I knew, I knew, um, you know, Jamie Winkup obviously is a supercar driver, but there's a bit of a funny story to it because mum, my mum knew who Mick Dillon was obviously because of, uh, obviously because of the, you know, we we're traveling around with him and all that and watching him back in his day. But Jamie Winkup, she didn't know him by looking at him. So, um, <laughs> you know, they were doing that, Race of Legends thing, I think it was, uh, yeah. that year. Yeah. And Mick and Jamie were doing it together. And Jamie was out there testing the buggy. And Mum said to him, oh, this would be a bit different to the to the motorbikes, wouldn't it? And Jamie went, actually, a bit different to super, V8 supercars. And Mum went, oh, okay. Oh, and no. walked off a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a bit of a funny story there. But I guess we, we're just, uh, you know, we're, we're from Toowoomba. We, you know, didn't really... But, you know, we watched all this sort of sport and all that, but a bit blase about it all. And, um, yeah, obviously we got caught out with a few things there. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. We recently had Jamie Winkup on the show. Oh, what a great story. I like, oh, that's a good one, Will. Really like that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if you'll remember it. Um, but, yeah, I've got, I've got a few good stories over the time that have uh, come up. So that's the first one, time I've ever told that one, though. There you go. It's a classic. We'll hopefully get th- get through a few more as we document your career. So 2011, I think it was when you first started going karting properly. Talk about that period in 2011. You were pretty successful from the get-go. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Like, I was, I've always been a very competitive kid, uh, and I was going out go-karting uh, out at the local high-car place, like just your local high-car place. And I got tackled at lunchtime playing rugby, um, how I used to, and I got a hematoma on my leg, so I was out for the season. This was like two weeks before the start, and I thought, oh god, what can I do? So we bought a go kart. I remember my dad saying, because the people next door used to do it, we're not go karting every weekend like those people. You can just practice. And I thought, oh yeah, here we go. So um, my next door neighbour took me to a few a few ones. My dad was busy at work, and um, before I knew it, it was about six months. I think it was only six months after I started. I went to the Queensland State Titles and qualified second. Um, and I, I don't even know how. Um, I was a bit of, you know, a rookie, so I made some mistakes. I think I finished sixth in my first ever state, state title, and um, me and Dad from there were doing, like, I think one year we did 45 weekends a year or something racing. That's incredible stuff, incredible stuff. It was 2014 when you really had a lot of success in the Australian junior karting world. You had a second and a third in the standings in two of the big national championships. Talk about that success then and what was going through your mind in terms of your career development as a driver, what you wanted to achieve. Yeah, I don't know. I was just a young kid uh, kid having a lot of fun. You know, I, didn't, I probably didn't take karting as seriously as I could have. Like, it was a very serious 
very serious thing. But, you know, I was just there to have fun. That's the sort of person I am. I was like, you know, I'm going racing. We're having a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, you know, I used to get out of the car and go kick the ball and, and muck around with my mates and just find people to, you know, do something with where other people were doing data and stuff. So that was sort of me, but that's how I sort of rolled during it and had a lot of success. I, I got second way too many times. I think that was like my unlucky number. <laughs> uh, I think in some of them I would have rather finish in third because I was just sick of second. But uh, I got a few state title wins and I think about second at six state titles and a fair few nationals as well. So, oh, two nationals, I think. So, um, yeah, a bit of, bit of bad luck. But um, also, it's just I just had fun doing it. Like, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of people take go-karting a bit too serious. But, um, you know, it's, it's about having fun and kids developing. That's the biggest thing. Well, yeah, the next step up, obviously, was in 2015. You joined the Australian Formula 4 Championship uh, a third place in the in the championship standings. You had a win in Townsville and a string of podiums to close out that season. Uh, you also did the Australian Formula Ford Championship, ninth in the standings there. Talk about your 2015 run. Yeah, so my 2015 run, I remember it must have been uh, maybe end of 2000, maybe start of 2015. I was probably at that stage with go-karting up doing it 46, seven weekends a year. But just, you know, what more could you do? Or, or if you know what I mean, like you'd been there, done a lot of it and I wanted to sort of step up or, or look at other things and Dad said well you know I'll, I'll buy you a Formula Ford if you want to keep going and I said yeah yep that sounds good so we got a Formula Ford we started practicing and then uh, obviously Cam's brought in the Formula Formula 4 so we got involved with that um, I won the inaugural race first ever race up at town school um, I was very very new to it all so um, yeah I had I made a fair few you know as, as a a lot of us were rookies, but I was probably the best rookie that year. People like Thomas Randall had raced the National Formula Ford for a year or two before us. So I was quite happy with my third place in the championship there. And I also, I don't believe I competed in the whole National Series Formula Ford that year. I think I only did three of the rounds. So to get ninth was good as well. Well, well yeah, 2016... This was a big year for you. Uh, you won the Australian Formula Four Championship. You joined Team BRM, very, very big name in motorsport, BRM. Uh, you had six wins throughout the year. You won at Phillip Island, Sydney Motorsport Park, uh, Ipswich, Sandown, and at the Gold Coast. Talk about that run in the Australian Formula Four Championship and finally clinching that championship. Yeah, it was just the sort of year everything came together. It's generally your second year um, for, for a lot of people. And, um, yeah, I, I just I got it. BRM, obviously, uh, I was able to switch across to them. They wanted quite, you know, someone who they thought they could win the championship with that year. Uh, you know, I won a few of the prizes from the year before to make that year cheaper in Formula 4, so it didn't cost a ridiculous amount. Um, and then I was able to run Toad 86 as well. Um, and I was also able to run Formula Ford on, on a budget. So I was able to do three categories. So I was just racing. Um, it was my first year out of school. So I was just racing nearly every every weekend, every second weekend in cars. So it was fantastic. So I uh, won the Toyota 86 championship. I won the Formula 4 championship. But then also I got second in the Australian Formula 4 championship. Me and Tanda, but I missed the first round. I was 58 points down after the first round because we were racing at Tasmania in Formula 4 and I couldn't do both of them. Um, so I missed the first round. I think I lost that championship by eight points. So I pulled 50 points back into the championship. Uh, you know, so if I did one race, uh, 
and finished in the top 10 at Sandown, we could have won that championship as well. Yeah, it was an incredible run that season. Nine wins. Uh, wins at Sydney Motorsport Park, Ipswich, Wakefield Park and Phillip Island. And just as you mentioned there, missing out on that opening round probably cost you the championship that, re- that year, but still... Uh, However, still, it was a very good run, second in the standings. Toyota 86s, yep, you won the championship there. Another thing that you went and did in 2016 was you went and did this Road to Indy shootout at uh, one of the iconic tracks, Laguna Seca. Talk about how that came about and your run there. You uh, were second in quali and then you had a sixth-place finish in the race there. You had big-name drivers like Oliver Askew competing there. He actually won. You out-qualified him, though, but he won the big race. Talk about competing in that and how that all came about. Yeah, so obviously part of winning the Formula 4 Championship, you got given that. But Leanne, well, that was the criteria. had to be, I think, under 27 years old or something like that. So they obviously handed on to me second. And um, I went over there. I actually flew out. I think I raced to 86 at Newcastle. I showed up late to the shootout. I flew out like Sunday night from Newcastle. I uh, drove to Sydney and flew straight out for it. Um, so I got over there. I, you know, I, they were quite happy, actually. I, they cut down to 21 drivers down to six, for the, six or seven for the final. Um, so I was in the top six. So there was only six of us, I believe, that qualified for the actual race. Um, I qualified seventh for the race, but they had this weird rule that if you ran all four wheels over the yellow line, you had to pit. Um, it was part of just their guidelines. Um, so I qualified second, and I was sort of pressuring. Well, I was pressuring for first. Um, and when I came down into the second last corner at Laguna Seca, it's a fast ride. Um, I got a bit of oversteer. Now I dropped two wheels in the dirt, but the yellow line there is on like the outside track, but then there's runoff um, of bitumen, and because I did drop two wheels in the dirt, the other four were over the other two were over the yellow line. They they forced me to pit, so we we're well in the hunt to uh, to get to actually win that race. Um, but it was just one of those things that, to be honest, I I never really wanted to go overseas and compete. I always loved the supercars since I saw it and. The kid that won it definitely deserved it. He did a great job. Um, I think he was the pick from sort of when they got there. He, he was That was his path, and he wanted to go through to IndyCar. So I think he was the rightful winner. That's what he wanted to go do, where I wanted to do supercars. But I was I love the experience. It was awesome to go over there. I think I was in America for all of two and a half days before I flew out again. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, so you returned home after that. Uh, talk about how this Super 2 deal came together for 2017. Yeah, so Greg Woodrow, actually, I'm not sure if you know him, but he he was he owned my gal for a little bit, and I actually ran with him for a bit in Formula 4, and now he knows Ben Eggleston uh, and, and Rachel quite well. And he said, you should have a look at this uh, this young kid. And um, I actually, I I competed actually before that in the, in the 2000 and... What year would have that been? I competed in the Mark cars at, uh, or the, what do you call it, the 12-hour. Yeah. And probably um, not, not a lot of people remember, but um, it, it did come out in the story back then, but that was actually, uh, but, well, not funded completely, but that was helped out by Roland. He wanted to see how it went. Um, he, knew, he knew Neil Bates quite well. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I, I competed in that, and Roland was obviously, you know, happy with that. And um, we also... Then I got put with uh, with Eggleston Motorsport, which was through a, through a few people said you know, and and they were able to help me out. They had a few team sponsors on board that were able to help out, and they wanted a new young guy. So I actually did a test day for them to see what I was like. Um, I think it was January uh, 2017, maybe. Yep. Um, 
and yeah, they were really happy with the lap times and that. So we were able to come to sort of, you know, with sponsors and that. We tried really hard. Our family didn't have the funding that, you know, Super 2 uh, could afford. Like, we couldn't afford that. So, uh, yeah, a few people came together and really helped out. And uh, I was able to get in for my first year. Well, yeah, it was the first year competing in these high-powered uh, tin tops, obviously. Uh, ninth in the standings. You had a podium at Simmons Plains and you had a few other top five uh, runs in the series as well. Talk about that debut year. What, what did you learn competing that year? Yeah, that year was probably the year where uh, you don't know what you're doing, but somehow you do it. Um, so that was sort of me. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I obviously knew how to drive somehow. So qualified, I had a bad running qualifying at Adelaide that first year. I lost a wheel, actually, um, just by a bit of a mistake by one of the pit crew. But I got up to, I got two sixths and a tenth in my first ever Super 2. So everyone was quite happy. And then, went to Adelaide and I just remember I um I crossed the line with a red flag with about three minutes to go and they said you're pole and I was like oh, look at this. this is beautiful um but we got back out and I think I caught and two people pit me I think PD and maybe Pippa or Hazelwood so um yeah so I got uh, I qualified third there for my first ever race got a podium a bit a bit in the middle of the year you know there was I probably fell off a little bit and came back at tracks and made a few mistakes but overall I was very happy with uh with how it went that year, and I also nearly got a win at Newcastle at uh, at the end of that year, where I, I qualified second. I led the whole race, and uh, we blew a gearbox with about two laps to go, um, leading. So it was a great first year for a young guy in Super Two. Yeah, and it continued on again in 2018, uh, a sixth in the standings. So continuing to improve, uh, two podiums during the year, uh, one starting the season and another closing the season. And, yeah, a very consistent year running in the top 10 for most of the races. Talk about 2018. Yeah, 2018 was so great. Yeah, I thought we'd jump into it, um, jump into it, you know, and, and do a really good job. It was probably the year <laughs> me and Angles and Motorsport are very close. But it was probably the year that we all took on a little bit too much. The team took on five cars. Um, you know, I was probably... Overdo it. I don't know if I was overthinking what I could do, but I thought that we could definitely go out there and win a lot of races and just the whole team sort of um, results dropped off massively. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a hard year in that one. But when I got to the Enduros, it was great. The Enduros are probably what saved my career that year. Um, I thought that my family didn't have funding to, you know, after, after what I did in 2017, I really thought that I could make main series, you know, for 2019. Um, that sort of as a young bloke, that's what you, that's what my mental, that's what I mentally thought I could do. Um, so 2018, I thought this will be the year we can battle out for the championship. We just didn't have that, but I jumped into, uh, <coughs> sorry, I jumped into the Erebus car for Enduros. It did, you know, they were, they were extremely happy. Did a really good job, um, and that's probably what saved me. A lot of people went, obviously, oh, you know, he can drive. He's he's done a great job in the Enduros. Um, so I was able to come to another deal and get hung through sponsors to do a second year with, uh, a third year with Erebus. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was, I oh, was Angleson, sorry. And that was uh, another tough one, but another great Juro campaign last year um, that, that probably helped me out and, and got me the deal I have got now. My Juro campaign um, last year was was what um, what has got me to where I am now. Yeah, you mentioned that debut 
uh, enduro campaign in 2018 there with Penrite Racing. Uh, yeah, you, you were 12th in the qualifying race, and the, you and um, you and Anton finished 12th in the race as well at Sandown. Then you went to Bathurst, and quite an incredible qualifying from Anton. Put it in third for the big race, and there was a few issues with the car during the race. Talk about those opening enduro races that you competed in. Yeah, that was probably some of the coolest parts of my life, actually, um, up there. It was just two young blokes. I didn't really know Anton Squale until I signed with him. Like, I, I raced against him, but we, we didn't really chat that much. And then we became really good mates. We had a great time together. We got along really well. It wasn't just two guys going racing. It was, it was two mates going racing and two young guys just having a crack. Um, so we went to Sandown. I, I topped one of the sessions. Uh, so on Friday, we had to... We had to go to the press conference. Now, two or three years before this, um, you know, going Jamie Winkup and all that, uh, God, everything like that, which he is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm thinking, God, this is cool. And then I'm sitting on the, sitting up at the, uh, what do you call it, the press conference. Yeah. Uh, with Jamie Winkup on one side, Craig Lamb on the other, and me and Anton in the middle that, you know, I topped the session. Um, so that was just a bit of a surreal sort of moment that you're going, oh, God, we're, you know, this is really happening. And, and yeah, the, um, that that year was awesome. Just even the uh, co-driver race at um, at Sandown, I was actually in second place, and and obviously all the hail came out. We made the the call to pit, um, but that put us back to twelve. But you know, even being in second for that, we, we were going great. Well, there you go. And it was a great run, like you mentioned there in those Enduros, and it helped get you that seat again in 2019. Uh, the Super 2 Championship in 2019, it was a bit of a struggle. It was, it was a struggle for you guys, 12th in the standings. Uh, you did get a win, though, at Barbagallo, and you had a few top fives to close out the season, including a podium at Sandown. Talk about competing in Super 2 in 2019. What was it like? Uh, mass- that was probably a yeah, massive struggle and just trying to... Uh, no, I think we're we're probably in that low a little bit as you get, uh, probably you know with with the team and everything, and we're just wanting to try and find something to, you know, we're trying so many things that I think maybe we're overthinking a bit of it um, as well. We just, yeah, we just didn't get it right that year. We we got taken out the first round straight away, or crashed out um, at the first round straight away, uh, which put us on the back foot pretty much immediately. So that was one of the toughest times. Um, my enduro campaign straight when I got in the Penrite car was was awesome. Um, you know, well, you know, we had a we had a great campaign with Anton. He did a great job. I thought I did a good job. So we had another another you know great uh, result for that. But uh, yeah, the Super Two was probably the hardest thing, hardest year. Yeah, well, you took on a few other responsibilities in 2019, one of them being the TCR Australia campaign. Uh, what a season! You were driving a Hyundai. First in the standings, you had seven wins, 15 podiums throughout the season, and you finished in the top 10 in 20 of the 21 races. Talk about how that deal came about and and all that success that you had. Were you expecting that? You had a lot of experienced drivers as well competing. Yeah, it was funny. I actually only, you know, I'd seen a lot about TCR. I knew it was coming out. You know, I wanted to race in it, but I didn't really... You know, trying to find the budget and all that on top of Super 2. It just wasn't wasn't able to be done. Um, so I was down finishing my plane last so I remember it. I was doing it on a, on a houseboat, actually, down there with the guy that helped me study for it. And, um, yeah, we're doing a bit of study, and I was getting this call, and I thought, oh, yeah, you know, I wonder who this is. And I answered it, and I was, it was Barry Morecambe saying, you know, do, do you want to race in TCR this year? That's all he said to me. Do you want to race in TCR this year? And I went, 
yeah, I want to race in TCO. Yeah, definitely. And then he said, okay, I'll, I'll bring you back soon. And I went, okay, that sounds a bit weird. Like, he didn't say, I've got the drive, but he just said, do you want to drive? And I was like, yeah, well, bloody oath, I want to drive. Um, so I waited. It took about a minute later. He called me and goes, yeah, you, you know, you're right to drive for us this year. Uh, you know, just try to market yourself good. And if you can find any sponsors and help us out, um, that'd be great. So I had a drive. And, um, you know, they obviously... Um, had had a little bit of funding there from Rondo and a few of their commercial partners, so that's pretty much how that drive came about. That was that was the phone call I got. Hey, do you want do you want to drive in TCR this year? And yeah, and in terms of the success, were you expecting to have so much success as you didn't? Like I said, you competed against some massive names in Australian motorsport in that championship. What was it like racing yeah. in that series? Yeah, I don't know. It was one of those times where you know you didn't know if the Hyundai was the car to have if. If uh, the team was going to do the job, obviously it was a new team. Nathan was running. Um, you know, if if they were going to have the mechanics and all that in place, if I I was going to do a good job in the front wheel drive car, so there were so many unknowns that everyone was going in, and we popped straight out with with some good pace and and won the first round and, and then won the second round as well. So we came out with a lot, a lot of momentum, and we knew that obviously the team was doing a good job, I was doing a good job, and the car was was one of the cars to have. So. Um, you know, we got we probably got all our ducks in a row and, and had all the best equipment and were doing the best job that year. And yeah, and with the uh, ARG group, they also had the S5000s that launched and you also got behind the wheel of an S5000 for some of the races. What was it like competing in those high-powered open wheelers? Yeah, they're a mega car. Um, they're a car that wants, seems like it wants to injure you. Um, I remember my, it's actually the most scared of Actually, I think between that and my first ever time at Bathurst in a V8 supercar, I'm not sure which one I was more scared at. But uh, I think it was the F5000 around Phillip Island. It was a cold day there. Uh, we're on slick tyres, so green tyres. We couldn't get tyre temp in them. And Barton, I think it was Barton Moore came around and absolutely rode a car off first lap coming onto the straight. And, and another guy crashed next. And I, I didn't spin, but I had a few moments that I thought, geez, that's... Uh, you know, that, that could have been big. And they were just a car that was so quick and it was so cold and you couldn't get any sort of load on the tyres to get the wax off them. So you couldn't go quick enough. So we were just all just hopping out of the car, absolutely mind-blown as to how hard these things were to drive. But once we got a bit of tyre temp and got used to driving, they were a pretty incredible car to drive. And, yeah, you, you did do the Pertec Enduro Cup again uh, with with uh, with Penrite Racing. Uh, Bathurst, top 10 in the... Top 10 shootout position. Uh, the race was quite a challenging one, though. You went to the Gold Coast, though. 11th and 8th place finishes there. And then Sandown. Uh, really good run in the qualifying race. Second position and a 10 for the big 500 race. Yeah, I think myself and Anton's two campaigns probably both were the ones that we say what could have been. Um, you know, at, at Bathurst, we were in the top 10 shootout again. Uh, we both had good pace. I made a mistake in the race, but we're able to get back. You know, we were ahead of Dave until we got the stuck throttle, and he popped down six for the last spin. So, you know, I think we were going to be in the hunt for, you know, maybe the back end of a podium or, or somewhere there. But things just for us at the start of the day went wrong from the word go. We we sort of, I made a mistake in my first spin. Um, we had gear shift cut issues, so we couldn't just pull gears. We had to use the clutch on up and down changes. Uh, we just had a bunch of things, obviously, with the with the stuck throttle around the tree ended us off. But um, it was a bit of a tough year for Erebus. Um, 
and ourselves, but we had we had really good pace. Um, and then we went on to the Gold Coast where, you know, I that was probably one of the moments where Benny and Barry really thought, you know, we, we've got to, you know, try like lock Will down. We'll, we'll, we'll put something towards him, I think. Um, because I remember uh, the final race on Sunday, um, we qualified not too bad. I think we might have been around the 11th place. Anton made a little bit of a mistake in quality, which didn't get us in the top 10. But I got turned around by Hazelwood uh, down at about, I think, turn seven. And I went back to last. I was 30, 35 seconds behind the leader. And I passed, I went from 24th or so up to, I think it was about 11th or not 10th by the time we pitted. And I actually came in like 33 seconds behind the leader and had, you know, really good pace. Like we had the same pace as the main game guys in the in the Erebus cars. So they were like, geez, that was, that was quite good. And um, they were obviously happy with how Sandown went. To, and then obviously we went to Sandown from there. Yeah. And, and talk about Sandown. That was another strong showing. Yeah, so Sandown was that one where that was the one that probably uh, closed it all off and, and and was what I needed to to secure my spot at Erebus, I guess, and secure a spot in the championship for next year. And um, I was trying to obviously go look at you know Erebus was full. I was trying to get another deal somewhere else to two race main games for this year. Um, and I, I've always wanted to stay at Erebus, but he's amazing to drive for and Barry is as well um, and, I, and I feel I'm quite a loyal person they gave me their shot my shot but I went to Sandown and they qualifying race where you know I, I started off it was a bit wet I started a little bit in the wet and then it came back to a bit dry conditions and I drove through and passed Garth and I remember hopping out of the car and I gave Betty a hug gave the team thanks for everything and then uh, I remember I think it was Betty came up to me maybe 10 minutes later and said don't sign anything um, talk to me first so <laughs> that was the weekend we sort of had that chat to um, to secure the deal we've now got, which is a multi-year deal. How, how close were you to getting a full-time seat for 2020? There was a lot of talk about the whole Team Sydney deal and what it would look like and linking you to the dri- one of the drives there. How close were you guys to getting a deal for the 2020 season? Yeah, that was probably the team I was least talking to, actually. Oh, um, yeah. I was a little bit... I was probably a little bit sceptical of what, what was going on there just because it was it was getting put together so late and there were so many things that had to be put together to the team. For a young guy, when you come to supercars, if you don't do a good job in your first or second year, everyone, you you know, you're shot straight out the back. Um, so I was one of those people that I would have rather wait a year than, you know, come in when it probably wasn't the right time. So um, we had our discussions with other teams where obviously uh, there was a few people chatting with Walkinshaw. Um, yeah, we definitely had had fairly extensive chatting with a few other teams trying to get a deal over the line. But um, yeah, we ended up uh, Betty put that towards me, and uh, you know, I I pretty much I would have taken the deal she's put towards me over uh, doing a main series event, a main series uh, drive this year. Oh, it's been an awesome partnership between you guys, and looks like it's going to continue on into the future. 2020 now, let's talk about this year. Uh, you've joined a new team for the Super 2 Championship in Image Racing. Uh, you did get some racing at the Superloop 500 in the uh, Development Series. Uh, and then we had the the Grand Prix, the Melbourne the Melbourne Grand Prix. Uh, you were meant to be racing in the TCRs there. You got a few qualifying sessions through on the first day of action. However, you know, all the stuff with the Corona crisis took took hold and you guys couldn't, couldn't race. Talk about... First of all, that weekend at the Superloop 500, and then everything that took that took place down in Melbourne. Yeah, that was cool. It was uh, it's 
pretty cool. I think it's one of Betty's babies and also a great thing to do with her is, is run the Erebus on the car. She loves seeing Erebus and, and I think it's really cool as well and to run the triple nine. So that was an awesome weekend and um, as me, Betty and Daniel say, we want to win races but if we can finish top three in every every round um, in Super 2, you'll, you'll really have a shot at winning the championship. So that weekend we're hoping to get a win. Uh, we just didn't have the pace of probably uh, Thomas Randall and Brody Kisbecki and uh, you know, after coming back from there and doing a bit of research with the Erebus guys helping out that, we tried a pretty much complete new front end setup that probably wasn't exactly how we wanted it to be. It might be a gain. Um, it might not be a gain for when we come back, um, but we believe it would be. So hopefully we can edge that a little bit closer. But, you know, these days it's really about, you know, some, some cars are a little bit better at some tracks than others. So hopefully we find we have a better car at some other events this year if we get racing. And yeah, the, the Grand Prix weekend in Melbourne, it was quite chaotic, wasn't it? What, what was it like for you? Yeah, that was a great weekend. I rolled out and um, in the first uh, in the first race, uh, oh, sorry, first practice, I had a, I had a sec- 1.2 seconds clear of the field. Um, and then the second practice, we had uh, nine tenths clear of the field. But the problem was is that uh, they, they quickly waited us down. There was apparently a new BOP that came out from overseas, which is how it works in PCR, and they waited us down. So we qualified third or fourth in quali, but we also didn't use a new set of fronts. Um, so it was quite a good qualifying session for us. Uh, we're quite happy with it because people like Garth, and I think it was maybe Caruso, they qualified first and second. It helped us out a lot because they had used their tyres. So I think we were still in a, in a very competitive um, spot for this year, and we obviously were one of the ones to, to watch out for. Obviously, Garth was doing the whole championship. He would have been someone that was really competitive as well, um, but we're quite happy with how we rolled out now, pace first in the first round. Yeah, and you got Penrite Racing, of course, for the Enduro Cup this season. You've got a new new teammate, though, in David Reynolds. What is David like away from being in the race car? Have you got any funny stories to share from your time with David? He's a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I couldn't tell you all that story. No, I'm um, no I've, I've, I got along with Dave super well. Obviously, all the drivers since I started with Penrod, we all stay together um, in houses and that when we're at Bathurst. So I'm sort of nearly like a mini Dave. Me and him got along very well. And uh, <laughs> leading up to this year, I think I stayed with him and Tahan for about a week and a half. Just uh, lived at their unit in the spare room, getting ready for this inju- uh, getting ready for the start of this season. And yeah, we just we had a great time and. Um, yeah, we just we just get along really well. So we've done some cool stuff away from the scenes and uh, yeah, just just have a lot of fun together. And what are you going to do with the remainder of this downtime? How are you how are you going to prepare for when you get back to real world action? Yeah, my biggest thing is I'm not I'm not overdoing it. I'm doing you know four days a week cycling, um, trying to get cold up here though, so it's harder to get out of bed and a few gym sessions a week plus simu- simulator work, but. For me, you know, we're going to know when we're back up and running. I'm, I'm feeling fit enough. Um, I'm, I'm happy with everything that's going on. I'm, I think I'm, you know, re- definitely ready to go racing and really looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go, and I think my preparation has been good. Yeah, well, Will, you've had plenty of success so far, so early on in your career, and hopefully it continues. And, you know, best of luck for the remainder of the 2020 motorsport season. Thanks again for joining us on the podium. Thanks, that. Thanks for having me.